Thank you, Father. You know, for it's my fourth week, I believe, talking about this, but talking about staying. Man, staying. You know, this comes out of an encouragement that Barnabas told the church of Antioch, Antioch, and he said when he saw the grace of God and he saw the glory of God, he said it was full of joy, and it said he continuously encouraged them. Encouraged them, warned them, urged them to stay devoted to the Father, to cleave unto the Father, and remain faithful to the Father with purpose of heart. I'm telling you now more than ever, I tell you, we need to be staying with Jesus. We need to be staying with the Word. We've talked about staying devoted. We've talked about staying in Him, abiding in Him. We talked about staying on course. We talked about staying on course isn't just staying on a certain pathway, but it's staying in faith. So when we stay, talk about cleaving unto the Lord and, 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 and remaining faithful to the Lord, we're talking about staying in faith. And like I said, now more than ever, with everything that's going on in the world, the unstableness of society, the, 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 the fear, the hate that's going on outside in, in the world and, and those things, we need to make sure that we're staying the course that we're, stay, we're doing our part. We're staying connected to him. There's not another answer for our world. It's Jesus. There's not another way to the Father. It's, Jesus. it's only Jesus. It's only Jesus. And I'm telling you, he's the keeper of our heart. Amen. I love how that song starts. It talks about that you dress me in your thoughts. <laughs> and you know me, my favorite scripture, Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Thoughts of plans and peace and not evil to give you hope in your final outcome. He has thoughts about you. Say, he has thoughts about me. Hallelujah. You know, last week I talked about, you know, you know, you know your why. Trying to find, discovering your why in life. You know, and I thought, take those two thoughts together. I, I was reminded when I was praying over the service this week, I, I started thinking of Esther. I love the story of Esther. Man, what a powerful story. What a powerful story. You know, it, 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 just think about this for a moment. Here, here her, her uncle, Uncle Mordecai, he gets word that, that, that uh, Haman has gotten money, you know, or going to give all this money to the treasury for all the Jews to be destroyed. You see, the enemy doesn't want God's people. See, that's what the Jews represented, and, and that is re- representing God's people. Now we're all God's people. Amen. There's no black or white, male or female. We're all one in Christ Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. I like what Creflo used to say. So this is, it ain't about a white church, a black church, a Hispanic church. It doesn't matter. The blood of Jesus is red and we are all one. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No racism is allowed in this house. Amen. Hallelujah. And so here, here the, the enemy is trying to destroy God's people. See, that's what the enemy is always out for. He's out to destroy God's people. His tactics have never changed. It's to destroy God's people. Because if I can destroy God's people, then I can destroy their plan. You know, and if you think about Esther for a moment, here she'd been in the, she'd been in the, in the, in the, in the palace for, for, a, for a good amount of time now. She probably got a little bit comfortable. 
I, I, I kind of like this. I kind of like getting waited on. I kind of like these things. You know, I, I kind of like these things. But she's confronted with the decision. She, he sends a message to, to Esther and says, she says, uh, says to him and says, don't think that just because in your palace, your life will be spared. Because the enemy is out for your purpose. Don't think just because you're in the palace, think that you're okay and the enemy is not going to destroy you. Don't, don't, don't be complacent. And he said, but I love Mordecai's faith. A lot of times we talk about Esther, but what about Mordecai? Mordecai said, even if you don't step in, God will still deliver us. Meaning, so Mordecai wasn't putting his faith all in, in Esther. He was putting his faith in the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He goes, even if you don't step up and do, do something, God's still going to take care of. He's going to find someone else to take care of us. See, that's now how, how you need to live your life. It doesn't matter what's happening in the world and politics. God's going to take care of me. God's going to take care of me. Even if the enemy, it's just kind of like the three Hebrew boys in the fiery furnace, you know. So, you know, hey, even if God doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm with God. And, and it, but Mordecai makes this famous statement that a lot of times people, I think, think that Esther made the statement, but it was Mordecai made the statement. He says, he says, but maybe, just maybe, for chance, that you were born for such a time as this. I'm telling you, you're born for such a time as this. As Rick says a lot of times there's no coincidences. Hallelujah. You're not an accident. You're not here by accident this morning. Hallelujah. We don't just do church here at Heritage of Faith. We choose to pursue God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, pursuing God is going to come down to staying in faith. If you have your Bibles, turn to Hebrews chapter 11. Thank you, Cassie. Man, such a, such a sweet presence here. Hallelujah. Staying in faith. Hebrews chapter 11. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Lord, we thank you for your word this morning. I yield myself. Holy Spirit, for you to teach through me today. Thank you, Father, that every heart here would be opened. Thank you that not one word what I say today would fall to the ground. And Lord, just help me to, to speak your words, not my own words, not my opinions, your words. That we would all grow up into being more like Jesus. We thank you for it. Hebrews chapter 11, it's a familiar scripture here. After all, we are heritage of faith. And I want to read this familiar scripture to us here. If it's not familiar to you, I've preached along with the Lord wants me to minister. I've preached on and off a a lot through the years. I believe it's one of my, I wouldn't say go-to message, but it's part of my passion. It's like Dr. Savell's make winners in life, don't give up. Having done all to stand, stand. You know, and there's certain things, and, and one of the messages the Lord's given me has all been all about restoration, that God will restore your life. But there's this, this message that, 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 that I want to deal with this morning, and it all pertains to faith. A lot of times you can look at things as separate, separate things, but it comes back down to faith. And so we're going to discover some things this morning. And in Hebrews 11, verse 6, it says, but without faith. Say that with me. But without faith. Without faith. Keep reading with me. It's impossible, it's impossible. to please God. 
For he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Hallelujah. So without faith, it's impossible. Without faith, it's hard. He didn't say it's hard. He said it's impossible. And there's, not, there's very few things that we see in Scripture that we see that are impossible with God. <laughs> you know, because after all, all things are possible with God. All things are possible to him that believes. But according to this, there's something that is impossible with God. And that is to please him without faith. Wow. Now, there's a lot, there's a lot of aspects of faith that, that we could talk about. And, and as the Lord directs over the next couple weeks, we'll, we'll get into another aspect next week. But I, I believe where the Lord wants us to go this, this morning is very important. And, and, and let, let's look at verse 5 of this scripture here. It says, By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death. Hallelujah. And was not found because God had translated him. And was not found because God has translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Yeah, come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. By faith, Enoch was translated that it should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Well, we know the next verse says, without faith... It's impossible to please him. So really, this verse 6 it can't really necessarily stand on its own necessarily. You have to realize, who was he writing back about? He was writing about a man named Enoch. He was writing about a man named Enoch and saying, saying this man pleased me. This man pleased me. So if we go back to, if you look at Genesis chapter 5, verse 22, we see this, this testimony. He had this testimony. Hallelujah. Think about it. He had this testimony. He had this testimony. A testimony would be like his story. He had this story, so to speak. If, if someone would talk about Enoch, there would be something that would go along the lines of this. He walked with God. He was close to God. Man, he, he, he might have been a weird man, but, but it, it, from the natural standpoint, I'm telling you, but, but he was a man that had God's ear. This was his testimony. What is your testimony? A lot of times we, we look at testimony as maybe something bad we've been through. But you often understand your testimony is, is the story of how you do things and how you make it through life. Yes. What is your testimony? And he had this testimony that he pleased God. Come on. He walked with God. So without faith, it's impossible to please him. So without faith, Enoch had to have faith if he was going to please God, right? Without faith, it's impossible to please God for he that comes to God. See, he must have had this testimony that he went somewhere. He, he must have had this testimony that, that he had a habit in his life. He had this testimony that he had a ritual in his life. He had this testimony that he had this relationship with God. Without faith, it's impossible to please God for he that comes to God. 
It's not just coming to God one time, but it's continually coming to God. It's not just receiving salvation, but it's understanding the abundant life that we've been given. It's understanding what eternal life is all about. Eternal life isn't when we get to heaven. Eternal life starts the moment that you made Jesus the Lord of your life. What is eternal life? It doesn't say anything about heaven there. It's eternal life. What is eternal? It means perpetual. What is life? Zoe, the life that God has. So when we talk about receiving Jesus, we receive eternal life. We're not talking about receiving heaven. We're talking about receiving the God kind of life perpetually. Hallelujah. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he that comes to God comes to God must believe that he is. That's a whole message right there. Believe that he is. Believe that he is. What do you need to believe that he is today? What do you need to believe? What do you need? To, then you need to believe that he is whatever you need. Amen. Believe that he is. And what he is a rewarder of them that diligently, diligently seek him. Amen. Staying in faith. Staying in faith is all about Seeking the Father. Staying in faith is all about continuing to pursue the Father. Staying in faith is all about living a life of surrender. Get a hold of this. Because if we look at faith, we can get the idea that it's some sort of formula I work. Instead of lifestyle that I lead. How did Enoch have this testimony that pleased God? He came to him, he believed that he was, and he diligently sought him. The next verse in verse 6 says, by faith, Noah. By faith, Noah. If you go to Genesis chapter 6, verses 8 through 9, it says, and this is the generations of Noah. And that that, that the history of Noah was that he was righteous and he was blameless and that he worshiped God. Hallelujah, that he worshiped God. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man, perfect in his generation, and what Noah walked, he walked with God. Do you think there's some sort of connection from by faith, Noah, to Noah walked with God? Do you think there's some sort of connection by faith, Enoch, with diligently seek? See, I could go down the list by faith, Abraham, by faith, Moses, by faith, Sarah. By faith, David. By faith. By faith. And it's not about some superpower that they necessarily had, but it had everything to do with the relationship that they continued to cultivate with the Heavenly Father. Staying in faith comes down to who and what are you seeking? Who and what are you leaning upon? Go to Luke chapter 18. Luke chapter 18. And I want, to con- I, want- I want you to see another connection and how we can connect faith and in then in- in what we seek and what we pursue. Luke chapter 18. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Now, now before I read this scripture, I-, I want to remind us of a familiar scripture in Matthew chapter 7. And it says this, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open. That's right. Ask and you will receive. That, that's just a matter of fact. Not might. 
Not could. Ask and you will receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open. Amen. It, it, this will happen. Ask, seek, and knock. Seeking is an aspect of receiving. Asking is an aspect of receiving. Knocking is an aspect of receiving. Hallelujah. See, but what are we seeking? And who are we asking? Who are we seeking? And what door are we knocking on? See, a lot of times people are just asking out of desperation instead of having a connection with heaven. A lot of people are just knocking, just hoping something will change in their situation instead of knocking on the right door, knocking on the one who has the answer. Let's look here in Luke chapter 18. Verse 1 says, And he spoke a parable unto them to this end, that they might always to pray and not faint. So here Jesus is speaking a parable to them, and it comes down to this, that he wants people to always pray and not faint, not give up. Meaning, meaning you're not going to stop asking, you're not going to stop seeking, <clears throat> and you're not going to stop knocking. Men ought always to pray and not faint. Amen. See, as we stay in faith, it's all about continuing to pursue See, it's not just coming to this place of I have faith and I don't need to do anything else. No, this is my life for the rest of my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is my life for the rest of my life. I'm pursuing him. I'm pursuing him. All hell's coming against me. I'm pursuing him. I'm seeking after him. I'm looking for him. See, he says, this parable, verse, verse 2 says, there was in a city a judge. So here Jesus is writing a, telling them a story so they can get a picture. Right? All right? And the whole premise of what he's trying to tell people is dealing with their prayer life. Hallelujah. Praying in faith. So here, look at this. There wasn't a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. Meaning this guy didn't care about God, and he sure didn't care about you. Verse 3. And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him saying, avenge me of my adversary. Hallelujah. So there was this widow. She had a need. And she came to him saying, avenge me of my adversary. See, this guy was a judge. And she wanted something to intervene between her and the situation she was dealing with. She went to the only person that had the answer. She went to the judge. She went to the answer. See, a lot of times we we will try to run to all sorts of people. We'll look to all sorts of people as being the one that's going to fix us, the one that's going to fix our situation, the one that's going to fix our country, the one that's going to fix my family, and we'll try and we'll and we'll run to all sorts of things. But are you running to the judge? That's good. good. She went to the judge. She went to the one that had the ability to change her situation. Like I said, we can't. We need to stop running to the people that don't have the answer for our lives. Verse 4, and he would not for a while, but afterward he said with himself, though I fear not God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. Man, meaning this woman, this this guy recognizes that this woman's not going to stop. Why? Because she has faith that he's the only one that can change her situation. 
She has faith that he's the one that can turn this around. She's the one that's gonna avenge me from my adversary. And I want you to know that God is the only one that can avenge you of your adversary. God is the only one that can turn your situation around. God is the only one. So what is she, by her continual coming to me, she was seeking the one that had the answer. Now, you need to understand that, that God, is not the unju- God is not an unjust judge. That's right. He's a just judge. Yes, amen. Verse 6 says, And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge says. Listen to what the... See, Jesus is saying, Listen to what the unjust judge says. Meaning, meaning if an unjudge, unjust judge would say this or do this, how much more would a just God right. do this? Hear what this unjudge unjust judge saying man tongue twister there verse 7 and shall not God avenge his own elect which cry day and night unto him though he bear long with them I tell you that he will avenge them speedily 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 sounds like suddenly amen suddenly 2016, extraordinary things are taking place in the heavenlies, and 2016 will be known as the year of the great breaking loose. Hallelujah. Suddenly, things will manifest. Hallelujah. And what the enemy, hallelujah, has tried to to do is that it's going to come to pass. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith in the earth. See, this whole chapter is about faith. But it's all about how did we see faith? How did we see faith in operation? See, two things primarily. There was a confidence in the judge, and then there was a pursuit. There was this confidence in the judge, and this judge, this judge, hallelujah, and this person had such a confidence that she pursued continually, pursued continually. If when the Son of Man, when Jesus comes back for his church, will he find faith in the earth? So I could actually read it like this. When Jesus comes back, will he find people seeking him? Remember, you have, we have, if we look at Enoch, we look at Noah, we have to equate faith with what we're seeking and what we're pursuing. A lot of, a lot of times, and I have been so guilty of this, a lot of times... When we have, we're releasing our faith for something. We are too busy pursuing the thing. We're too busy pursuing the answer. We're too busy pursuing the outcome. We're too busy in, 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 in making that prayer in Africa. Did it change yet? Did it change yet? Did it change yet? Did it change yet? All right, I said amen. Does it change yet? Amen. Did it change yet? Instead of, I'm, pers- I'm seeking him. I'm pursuing him. I'm pursuing him. I'm pursu- yeah, I don't know how it's going to turn out, but I'm pursuing him. Yeah, I understand my children are doing that right now, but I'm pursuing him. I understand that I just, I just lost something dear to me, but I'm pursuing him. I, 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 yeah, my finances are a wreck right now, but you know what? I'm pursuing him, and as I pursue him, he's going he's, he's to help me get things in order. And, and as I'm pursuing him, he's going to give me the wisdom. As I'm pursuing him, he's going to change me from the inside out. Amen. See, faith is about what you're pursuing. Amen. Go to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. Hallelujah. 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 Now, continually coming to him is not about begging him. 
Faith isn't begging because begging is done out of fear. All right? It's not, it's not, it's not, please God, won't you, would you, could you, won't you, would you, would you, let me roll the dice and see what happens. No, it's, 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 no, it's, it's not, it's not the aspect I'm begging God to do this. No, it's saying, I know he has the answer and I'm pursuing the judge. I'm going to continually come to the judge in faith, knowing he's the one that's going to change this situation. Matthew chapter six. Thank you, Father. Verse 24. No man can serve two masters. Hallelujah. For he that will hate the one and he'll love the other or else he'll hold on to one and he'll despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. We can read it like this. No man can worship two masters. No man can pursue two masters. No man can seek two masters. Think about that. We talk about serve. We talk about worship. It, we're, we're talking about seeking. That's, it's, it all has to do with what you're seeking, what you're pursuing. No man can seek two masters. For either he will hate the one and he'll seek the other. Or else he'll seek the one and he'll, he'll despise the other. You cannot seek God and natural things at the same time. I tell you, this is, this is big. Too often, too, too often, God is our last resort instead of our anchor. Too often, God's the last thing that we do instead of the first one and the only thing. You can't serve, you can't seek two things at the same time. Verse 25, now he's explaining what does this look like and, and how, how, what kind of picture can I give you, the, give you about this? Therefore, I say unto you about two masters, you can't serve both of you. You can't serve God and natural things. So, therefore, take no thought for your life what you're going to eat. Or you could say, take no thought seeking things for your life. What you shall eat, what you shall drink, nor for your body what you shall put on. Is not your life more than meat? Is not your life more than natural things and your body more than natural things? Behold, look at the birds of the air. For they sow not. Do they, nor do they reap, nor do they gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much better than they? Man, if he'd take care of birds, man, he'll take care of you, Danny. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. John, he loves birds of the air, and he, I'm telling you, he, he'll, 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 find, he'll give you that place and where you're, where you're to live. Amen. He'll direct your steps in that. Aren't you much more than these? Aren't you much more than these? Aren't you more than this? Hallelujah. Say, I'm so much more. Because God loves me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Verse 27. Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto a stature? Mean, meaning, if you, could, if you could just think about it, do you think you'd get 18 inches taller? I sure would like to. But which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit to his measure? And why do you take thought for your clothes? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they toil not, neither do they spin. And yet, I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, 
O you of little faith? See, this is coming back to faith. Come on. It's coming back to faith. Right. He's saying you can't, be, you can't be seeking after natural things and seeking after God yeah. at the same time. Hallelujah. Verse 31, therefore, take no thought saying, hallelujah, what you shall eat, what you shall drink, wherewith shall you be clothed? Now listen, for after all these things do the Gentiles seek. Here we're seeing, we're seeing little faith, and now after the Gentiles, we're seeing them pursue these things. People that don't know God, they're pursuing these things. For your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of these things. But seek first. But seek first. But seek first the kingdom of God. But seek first and the kingdom of but seek first the kingdom of God. But seek first the kingdom of God. Meaning, meaning I'm seeking this and I'm not gonna seek the natural things. I'm seeking him, and as I seek him, he's gonna take care of the natural things. As I'm pursuing him, he's gonna take care of the natural things. I'm not gonna live. See, the enemy wants you to live in worry. See, and, and everything that's going on in our society right now wants you to live in a constant state of fear and a constant state of worry. But he's telling us you can't serve two masters. You can't seek after two things. You can't be seeking God and, and seeking peace in the natural. It's not gonna happen. So you gotta seek first the kingdom of God. You gotta seek first the kingdom of God and his way of doing things. Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and what all these things shall be added unto you as I'm seeking him in faith, as I'm pursuing him in faith, he's gonna take care of me. He's gonna direct me. He's gonna provide for me. He's gonna open doors for me. He's gonna direct my path. He's gonna keep me. He's going to surround me. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, we, but we can't, it's not going to happen when we're, we're pursuing world things and pursuing God things. Because if we're just pursuing God thing, world things, then what happens is we're just like the rest of the world. Staying in faith is all about what are you pursuing. Staying in faith is all about what I'm seeking. Say, I'm staying in faith. I'm pursuing, I'm pursuing my heavenly father. My heavenly father. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. So how do we, how do we stay in faith in pursuing? What, what does it look like? I want to, I want to give you a few examples. Go to Esther. As we talked about her at the beginning. I want to show you four examples briefly here in scripture of what happened when people were going through difficult th th times. Esther chapter four, verse 14. I, I communicated this story. Verse 14 says, for if you keep silent, this is verse 14, for if you keep silent at this time, relief and deliverance shall arise for the Jews from somewhere else. But you and your father's house will perish. And who knows? but that you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this, for this very occasion. Now listen to this. Listen to Esther. Then Esther told them to give this answer to Mordecai. Now we don't know how long it took to get her the, the message. We don't know how long she meditated on this message. But you have to understand here, Esther is between two things. Because she understood because in the first communication with Mordecai, she actually said, everyone knows that if the king doesn't invite you, 
to come to him, you're done. And if you do show up and he doesn't tip his scepter towards you, you're done. So here, what's weighing on her? Man, am I going to do what I want to do? Or am I going to do what God wants me to do? I'm telling you, God has a plan for your life. And it's going to come down to, are you seeking your plan or seeking God's plan? Are you going to go to church where, where, where you want to go to church? Or are you going to go to church where God wants you to go to church? Amen. Lord told me that years ago. He goes, Justin, you no longer have a right to choose where you go to church. He goes, your church is about, where, is about your calling, not about your choice. Amen. He told me that 15 years ago. I wouldn't be here today if I didn't heed that voice of the Holy Spirit. I didn't ask for this position. But little did I know, what did I miss out on if I was going to make it about me? Hallelujah. So I don't know how, did, how long did Esther meditate on this. But he tell, he, she sends a message back to this. And he says, go gather together all the Jews. And this is what she tells Mordecai. Go gather together all the Jews that are present in Shushan and fast for me and neither eat nor drink for three days, night or day. I also and my maids will fast as you do. Then I will go to the king, though it is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. Wow. What is she going to do? She had to set herself to fast because she knew what, she was, what was going on up here. She knew what she was having to deal with up here. Well, God, I don't want to do that. I don't want to forgive that person. I don't want, I don't want to do this. I don't want to. But she, 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 she fasted. And fasting wasn't just doing without food. It was, I'm going to seek God in this. You know what? If I perish, I perish. Man, and what an amazing rest of the story. We know she, she cleaned herself up. She got, she got dressed as if she was going to meet with the king. She didn't go in there and all raggedy and all broken and, and upset and, and crying because, oh, well, what if, what if I get... No, she, she got dressed looking good. Looking good. She, why, she, why? she now spent three days, three days seeking the Lord. And her faith had built up. Her faith had built up. And I'm going to get all dressed up. You know what? I'm going to go there. And it said she sat across the, from the entrance. And it said the king recognized her. And she took, her, took his scepter and put it towards her. And it said that day... That day, she found favor in the midst of the king. But what did she have to do in a difficult time? I'm going to have to seek God on this. I can't, I can't be, uh, uh, it's not, I can't serve God and myself. I can't serve God and, and what I want. I've got I've to seek God. I've got I've to go after God. Well, let's look at another, another story. Go, go to Psalms 91. Psalms 91. Hallelujah. Are you with me this morning? Mm, only 10 of you. Thank you, Jesus, for you 10. Just kidding. I know you are here. You're just listening, paying attention. Hallelujah. Staying in faith. Amen. Mm, faith. Man, I, I can show you an example. Think of the woman with the issue of blood. I mean, if she, she had already done everything in the natural, sought every natural means. To see the situation change. But we know that she, it said she kept saying to herself. 
If, she just, if I just touch the hem of his garment, what is she? She's seeking. She's looking. She's running. She's pursuing. I'm pursuing the master. If I just, he, he, it says in Isaiah that he's going to rise with healing in his wings. And I know the outside of his garment, those, those are considered his wings. And if I just touch those wings, I know there's healing in there. She kept saying to her, if I just, she stopped pursuing everything in the natural. You know what? I'm pursuing him. I'm pursuing him. Hallelujah. Isaiah, or, I'm sorry, Psalms 91. And there's so many different directions I could talk about this, but this is dealing with Moses. Moses wrote the book of Psalms, wrote Psalms 91. And we know all the difficulties that Moses went through. Things in the wilderness, dealing with people that wanted to kill him. People that didn't want to follow him. And he makes this statement here in verse 1. It says, he that dwelleth in the secret place, or he that dwells. That word dwelleth there is continue to dwell. He that continues to dwell in the secret place. See, this is, this is written from a man that had experience facing difficult situations, difficult circumstances. That's why I love the Psalms because the Psalms were birthed out of people's disappointments, birthed out of their delays, birthed out of things, but it, they didn't allow their delays or the disturbments to define them. Even though they would talk about their delays, they would say, but they'd end up, but God did this, but God came through, but God turned this around. And so we know Moses experienced great challenging times. And this is, this is something that he's writing for us to understand on how he dealt with difficult things. And how he faced difficult circumstances. Because we know in Hebrews 11 it said, by faith Moses. So if, if there's a by faith somewhere, there's got to be he's seeking something. Right? He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High. Wow. Meaning when I'm going through difficult times, you know where to find me. When, when I'm going through hard times, you know where, you, you know where to find me. When you're going through difficult times, there's only one place you need to go. He that dwells in the secret place. He that lives in the secret place of the Most High. Whose place is it? The Most High. He he wants you to know, Danny, when I'm going through difficult times, you know where I go? I go to the secret place. You know when the world is caving in around me? I go to the secret place. You know when I have, I have, I have my mind's being tormented? You know where I go? I go to the secret place. When I want to give up and, and I want to throw in the towel, you know where I go? I go to the secret place Amen. of the Most High. Amen. Say this with me. I go to the secret place. I, go to the secret place. I dwell. You, know, you got to realize this isn't a place you visit. It doesn't say he who visits the secret place of the Most High. He who shows up from time to time in the secret place. Or he who showed up on Sunday in the secret place of the Most High. Or he who showed up because you made a mistake in the secret. No, he who lives. He who lives in the secret place of the Most High. Oh, Father, I want to dwell in the secret place. This doesn't mean that you, you come to a place where you can't relate in your job and you're just, you're just staying home all day and, 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 not, and not doing anything. No, this is a place that no matter what you're doing, this is where you are. Hallelujah. He that dwells, he who lives and continues to live 
in the secret place of the Most High shall abide. Here Moses is saying, he wants, them, he wants, you, wants us to know, if you live in the secret place, do you know what you're doing? You're also abiding somewhere. When you're living in the secret place of the Most High, you're abiding under something. When you make him your secret place, you're, 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 you're abiding someplace. The word abide means to sit down and remain. When you abide in something, it's, it means to sit down and remain. That's what it means in the Hebrew. If you're abiding in something, you're, you sit down and you remain. Meaning, meaning, I'm not going anywhere. I'm sitting down and I'm staying here. He that dwells, he that lives in the secret place of the Most High shall sit down and remain. Mm. Think about that for a moment. This is all about pursuing him. See, Moses wants us to know how he operated under faith, staying in faith is he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall sit down and remain under the shadow of the Almighty. What does that mean? He that dwells in the secret place will sit down and remain. Now get this. What is a shadow? A shadow lets us know that there's a presence there. But yet it doesn't, have a, it doesn't have a natural form. He that dwells in the secret place shall sit down and remain in the presence of the Almighty. Let's take it a step further. He that dwells in the secret place of the Almighty shall sit down and remain in the presence in whom nothing is impossible. That's what Almighty is. El Shaddai. Nothing is impossible. He that dwells, he that lives in the secret place shall abide. So sit down and remain in the presence of the one in whom nothing is impossible. Hallelujah. By faith, I pursue. By faith, I sit down. By faith, I remain in the presence of that one in whom nothing is impossible. Go to Acts 27. Just two more verses. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Acts 27. The Apostle Paul has been shipwrecked here. Verse 22 of Acts 27. It says, But even now I beg you to be in good spirits and take heart, for there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. See, Apostle Paul is shipwrecked here. But what does he choose to do in the midst of being shipwrecked? And you know what? All these people are looking to him. Verse 23 says, for this very night there stood by my side an angel of God. Now listen to this, to whom I belong and whom I serve and worship. 
So what is he doing in difficult times? He says this night. He's not talking about yesterday. He's not talking about uh, some other time. He's, he's talking about right now. He's talking about right now. This, he goes, this night, this night there stood by an angel of God to whom I belong. So you need to recognize who you belong to. You need to recognize where you sit down at. You need to recognize where you abide. And here in the midst of a shipwreck, here the Apostle Paul tells us, it says this night, he's telling all of them watching, you know what, you're not gonna lose your life tonight. You know what, someone might be counting on your faith. Someone might be counting on your faith and your faith is gonna be totally dependent on what you're pursuing. We can see, he says, this night, this night stood beside me an angel of God whom I serve whom I belong and whom I worship. Man, he's saying, this is who I pursue. I pursue this, whom I belong, whom I serve and I worship. Verse 24, and he said, do not be frightened, Paul. This is what the angel told, do not be frightened, Paul. It is necessary for you to stand before Caesar and behold, God has given you all those who you're sailing with. Meaning the one that he was worshiping in his, in his shipwreck. The one that he was worshiping in the mix when everything was breaking apart. The one he was worshiping him declared to him, don't fear. Don't be afraid. Why? Because you have a purpose. You have a why. Hallelujah. God has thoughts and plans and purposes for you. Hallelujah. Don't be afraid. In verse 25, this is what Paul says to all those. He says, so keep up your courage, men. For I have faith in God. Oh, wow. Hallelujah. I, I kind of just see, you know, you see that picture of, of, of George Washington going over the Potomac and he's out on the edge, out, out on the thing, you know, with his, you know, he's like this and he's, he's looking out over the Potomac and they're going across in the ice and you see fire from, uh, from uh, Fort McKinley being bombed and, 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 and he's looking out over there. I just see the Apostle Paul saying, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Be encouraged. Why? Because I believe in God. Don't be, don't be afraid because I believe in God. I say, you might, you might need to do that in your family and be the one that's out on the edge of your boat taking your family across difficult times. Don't be afraid, family. Don't be afraid because I believe in God. Have courage because why? I believe in God. Hallelujah. Heard your faith. I'm telling you, we're going to fulfill what God's called us to fill. Don't be afraid. We believe in God. Hallelujah. But what was this belief birthed out of? It was the one I belong and the one I serve and the one I worship. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Now go to Jeremiah 29. (laughs) Hallelujah. Cowboys have a bye week this week, so you're not missing the game. So... Hallelujah. Also, we've extra men. We need help taking the tent down today. You're not going to miss the cowboy game, so it's all good. Just throw that plug in there. I love the word of God. I love the word of God. I, I want you to love the word of God like I love the word of God. I'm telling you, it will change your life. Hallelujah. Staying in faith. Verse Verse 11. For I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you, says the Lord. I'm reading the Amplified. It says the Lord, thoughts and plans for welfare and peace and not for evil to give you hope in your final outcome. God has a plan for your life. Yes, he does. But a lot of times I, I don't have time to take the premise and 
why this scripture was written here, but, but a lot of times people stop there and not finish reading. A lot of times people don't know before Jeremiah 29.11 or after Jeremiah 29.11. So here it says that you'll have hope in your final outcome. First, you all have to understand that hope. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So if you have hope in your final outcome, that means you have faith. Right? If you have hope and, and, you're, and you're meditating on that hope, it's continuing to build your faith, right? Faith is like the blueprint, amen, of, of what you're believing. It's, it's, the, it's the finished picture of what you're believing God for. So once you understand that you, he has thoughts and plans for you and you have hope in your final outcome, what do we need to do? What's next? Verse 12 says, then, see, when you know this, then you need to do something. When you know God has plans and purpose for you, now it's time for you to do something. You heard, heard that I got plans for you, now you need to do something. For I know that for, then you will call upon me. That's seeking. You will call upon me. And you will come. That's seeking. And pray to me. I will hear and heed you. Meaning when you seek me, I'll respond to you. You know, it's like Jeremiah 33, 3. Call unto me and I'll answer and I'll show you great and mighty things that you know not of. That's right. Hallelujah. Verse 13, then you will seek me. Mm. Hallelujah. Inquire for and require me as a vital necessity and find me when you search for me with all of your heart. Now look at this, and I will be found by you. Mm. See, when you pray to him, he responds. When you seek to him, he responds. So when I'm staying in faith, it's about pursuing something. It's about seeking something. It says, I'll be found by you, says the Lord. Now listen to this. And I will, will release you from captivity. If you keep reading the rest of this verse, it says, and I will bring you back to the place where I really ultimately desired you to be. So when we seek God, he will not only release us from our captivity, but he'll bring us back to that place. Hallelujah. Now with them... It had to do with going back to their homeland because they were taken into bondage by the Babylonians. What do you need to be released from? What do you need to be brought back into? Hallelujah. What do you need to be brought back into? Hallelujah. When I seek after him, he'll release me. When I seek after him, he'll bring me out. When I seek after him, he'll equip me. When I seek after him, he'll empower me. When I seek after him, he'll change me. When I seek after him, he'll direct me. Hallelujah. When I seek after him, hallelujah, he'll forgive me. When I seek after him, he anoints me. When I seek after him, he graces me. When I seek after him, he lives big through me. And when I seek after him, he gives me victory. Hallelujah. But it's all, this, what was here, the, the I, will, I will release you and I'll bring you back, all had to do with what you're seeking and what you're pursuing. Staying in faith is all about what you're pursuing and what you're surrendering to. I want to read this thing to you, and I pulled this out of a book called Experiencing God. And it says this, and this is with the top of the head. It's not too long. It says, don't just stand there, do something. Don't just stand there, do something. And then he'd say this, don't just do something, stand there. You get that? Don't just stand there, do something. That's, that's what the world wants us to do. That's the, that's the framework of the world. Of You just got to do something. You just got to do something. You just have to, you know, I, I just have to do something. 
Don't just, but then he says, don't just do something, stand there. See, it's, it's not about all the doing you can do, but it's about standing there. Don't just do something, stand there. And listen to this. Enter a love relationship with me. Get to know me. Adjust your life to me. Let me love you and reveal myself through you to a watching world. A time will come when doing will be called for, but we cannot skip the relationship. The relationship with God must come first. And I wrote this. Bottom line, if you're going after God, you don't have to stay where you are. God's at work in the earth, and he's desiring a relationship with you. He's given you an open invitation to seek him and get involved with what he wants to do. As you seek him, God will speak. He will direct, and he will bring out of you the hidden treasures that are in you. Let me read that again. God is at work in the earth and is desiring a relationship with you. He has given you an open invitation to seek him and get involved with what he wants to do. As you seek him, God will speak, he will direct, and he will bring out of you the hidden treasures that are in you. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Everyone stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Staying in faith is about pursuing him. Staying in faith is about surrendering to him. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. Mm. Father, my desire, doesn't matter how long I've walked with you or known you now for 20, almost 24 years, My desire is to dwell in the secret place. My desire is to abide. My desire is to honor you. My desire is to seek you more than any other thing. I thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. Mm. Hallelujah. If you just desire just for your relationship with God to expand, it's not about earning more from God. It's not about, it's just about just, God, I, I want you to be first place. And he would say, Pastor Justin, I just want to make a fresh commitment today. I would not allow the world to bring me into place of fear. I would not allow the world to, to consume my time. Not allow things, natural things, to take me away from you. But today, Father, I, I just want to seek after you. And Lord, show us what that looks like on a day-to-day basis. None of us have arrived yet. None of us are, are perfect in the natural. Yeah, we are perfect in you because you've given us your amazing grace. We stand here forgiven. We stand here whole. It's not about earning our salvation, but that's already taken care of at the cross. 
but I also know that what you entrust us with comes to pass by honor and surrender. So just in your own way, you say, Pastor Justin, I, I just want more of him in my life. Which really meaning I, I want to I go after him more. I want to have a greater appetite for the things of God than the things of the world. Just, if that's you, just lift your hands. And just, just between you and God, just say, God, I want to be in the secret place. I want to be in that secret place. I, I want to stay in that secret place. Not moved and not drawn away by all these natural things, but just found totally seeking after you. As Jesus told in that parable that when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith in the earth that, that we, just as we have our hands lifted right now, that, that we could say, you, can, you, see, you see me, Father? I, that, that's, I want to be found by you. I, I want to be found seeking you like that woman sought you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We love you, Lord. We praise you. We magnify you. We bless your name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you, Lord. If you never made Jesus the Lord of your life, or maybe you've been far from him, or grew up in church, but, but just it's really been a a side thing in your life, but you're like, Pastor Justin, I hear what you're saying, and, and, and there's something all going off on the inside of me this morning, and, and that's me. I, 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 I want that relationship that you're talking about. If, if that's you, just, just slip your hand up. Just slip your hand up if that's you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Saw those hands. Hallelujah. Mm. Everyone pray this after me. Father God, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you that he gave us access to the Holy of Holies. We're seated with you, Father, in heavenly places. We come boldly, seeking, pursuing that place that you made ready for us. I take off these pursuits that I've been going after, the things that have weighed me down. Today, I seek you. I pursue you. I surrender to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Give him a shout of praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.